Okay. You go. Yep. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Meaty Medicine, a back-to-back the Blockbuster Sunday episodes <laughs> with me, Dwayne Quadros, and my far more competent, better-looking, and slightly nose-deformed colleague, friend, <laughs> and brother, Kevin Garvey. How are you, mate? How are you going? I'm good. I'm I'm sweating still from that episode we just did. Um, was I'm a... sweating, mate, because I just saw you in your underpants. That's, uh, <laughs> that's something totally different. Sweating in fear. Oh goodness. <laughs> um, right, yeah. Mate. So if you if you're just listening now, um, we are doing a back to back episode, but we just split it up so you can yeah. take a break. Um, so go back and listen to the previous one. Uh, to learn about what was the case on falls and behavior change. Mm. Mm, very enigmatic, labyrinthine case. Uh, well, for me, anyway, it's probably pretty easy for most people. <laughs> I think it's just us. Wayne's <laughs> like, uh, mate, that was the easiest case I've done all week. Mate, what do you no mean? No way, no way. We are, we are brothers, and, brothers of mediocrity on this podcast. Um, okay, well, speaking of mediocrity... I have a case for you. Yes, so we have Rosemary, a 51-year-old person of the female variety who's come in with four months of fatigue to the GP. The GP Malu Malu, which is you, I, I suppose. Your display name is Malu Malu. So Malu is that, Malu Malu. Is that yeah. your first name? Or both names? It's it's first, middle, and last in an order that I won't disclose. <laughs> so we are in no way sponsored by the uh, all-you-can-eat 20 oh, what a buffet. <laughs> Sri Lankan restaurant called Malu Malu on, uh, up in Brunswick. Oh, um, definitely place. get down there. Great food, great music. There's a bloke very with a guitar. Very loud man playing guitar. It's, it's so loud. the thing is, it's not super loud, but it's just loud enough to be annoying you know? to all intimacy. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. destroys all conversation yeah he had a good lineup though so great um, lineup great yeah great yeah Dwayne's kind of getting a bit involved towards he was actually yeah. looked much better than the musical act we had at the ball this year remember those people that's still Ooh, one of the biggest, I don't want to. I don't want to make any enemies on the ball. Mate, that's one of the me. biggest. That's one of the biggest robberies of all time. You know, <laughs> there's two great robberies of all time. Number one is the Queen taking the coin or diamond from India, which, <laughs> which, by the way, is why we put Rishi Sunak in charge because he's going to get the the diamond. Back to us. Bring it home. That's right. That's right. It's coming home, England. It's not the football world cup. It's the coin yeah. or diamond. And the second robbery is the amount of whatever, if anything about five dollars that was paid for that ridiculous musical act. Goodness me! A lot of passion, a lot of passion for the diamonds of India and for the <laughs> ball entertainment. We love it. We've got it all. So enough um, diverting from the case, Dwayne. I know you're just using your excellent small talk to buy time to generate differentials. That's it. So um, I'm going to ask, we'll get the case going. Yeah. Um, and to start off with, I just, I know it's quite a, the beauty of fatigue is it's, um, it is also quite an enigmatic presentation as fatigue yes. can be a symptom of many systems. So I'm looking forward to hearing your broad differential diagnosis. Broad. That's mm. it. And I think one thing we want to point out to the listener and those sort of, you know, internet nonsense will probably be listening to us and go, oh, in the, in the actual exam, it's only 15 minutes. Mm. Guys, this is going to take a bit longer because we are discussing and we're trying to teach and learn. 
at the same time. So More learn than stuff. teach. I think you yeah, need exactly. to swap those. Right? <laughs> yeah. uh, we're just trying to figure things out. Yeah. Um, so that's why it's going to take a bit longer. So mm. there we go. All right, mm. mate. So, but in the case of Rosemary, this 51-year-old uh, woman, female, um, mm. presenting with four months of fatigue, you're right. I've gone with some very broad differentials. So the first thing that I'm considering is some sort of malignancy. Um, the next thing I'm thinking about is some sort of anemia, whether this is iron deficient anemia or as a result of blood loss or B12 folate focus. I've thought about sleep disorders as well, especially uh, obstructive sleep apnea. Um, I'm also thinking about endocrine causes, whether it's sort of diabetes mellitus um, or issues with the thyroid or Cushing's syndrome. Uh, thinking about psychiatric causes like depression. Um iatrogenic causes so whether there are any medications that may be contributing to to sleepiness uh chronic organ dysfunction a bit of a very broad one there but whether there's issues with the cardiac system or renal system or or the liver uh and finally something i always like to think about is is this just normal aging uh and sort of deconditioning that may be associated with normal aging so those are my very broad differentials that i'm somehow going to try and 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 work the diagnosis out of all right, Dwayne, that sounds good to me. Um, so I reckon we keep going. All right, mate. So uh, so the first thing I want to ask is to get a better understanding of what Rosemary means by fatigue. Yeah, so she, she reckons she just feels tired all the time. Okay, all the time. And this this began about four months ago? It did, yeah. Okay. And how were her energy levels or in terms of feeling tired all the time? Was that present before the four months ago or was it a sudden onset from four months ago oh it definitely came on gradually okay. it wasn't like she woke up suddenly really tired yep okay. but gradually. previous to that she was quite a lively energetic person okay. she plays okay. in a netball team she um she's actually a bit of a trapezist in her spare time I'd, uh, <laughs> she's a what? Fusion, ah, a trapezist. I don't know. Oh, I thought she said she's a, she was a trapezoid. <laughs> so what is that? A that's a that's a that's shape. A, that's a that's a transformer. That's a transformer. Yes. Um, okay. Yes. A trapezist. Is that yeah. gymnastics? Is it? Yeah, it's the one where you swing on the bar and then like you let go and someone catches you and you oh. there, like the the circus thing. Okay, so she's a clown. Okay. Um, <laughs> Um, okay, and, and, and so before that, her energy levels were okay, or at least enough to sustain her interest in swinging off. Uh, yeah, she loves the swing. Right, don't we all? Um, <laughs> which is fair enough. Okay, so uh, I just want to focus in now on her sleep patterns, because I know sleep and, and inadequate sleep or poor quality sleep can be associated with fatigue. Mm. So how many hours of sleep is she is she getting a night? Yeah, she gets a good, like... Oh, it's hard to say. I'd say like six hours in total, um, okay. but that's because she's finding she's waking up really early for some okay. reason. Yeah, okay. it's early morning waking. Right. And is she able to go back to sleep after that? No, once she's up, oh, she's up. All yeah. Right. So that's sort of, I know early morning waking is, is sometimes, you know, evident in, in sometimes in depression or some sort of psychiatric conditions or something to think about. When she does wake up uh, after sleeping, uh, does she feel refreshed and like she had enough sleep or does she wish she had more sleep? She does feel okay. Like when she, in the morning, she definitely feels more tired towards the end of the day. End of it's day. not like she wakes up already just completely. Oh, okay. Deep. Okay. So yeah. whatever, whatever, although objectively she's getting 
less sleep, um, she is feeling okay and refreshed when she wakes up. Okay, mm. all right. Now, does she sleep alone, or is there someone in bed with her? Um, there is someone in bed with her. Okay, and has that person, um, whatever the relationship is there, um, uh, have they noticed that she snores or has apneic episodes? At all? Oh, Rosemary's are actually quite offended that you've asked that. Why is why do you want to know if she snores? Sure. So I'm sort of trying to now work into the um, Rosemary's a circus clown. What are you talking <laughs> about? Um, yeah, no, but I'm sort of thinking about the OSA. So obstructive sleep apnea picture can tend mm. to be, you know, um, affect your sleep. Um, can be punctuated by periods of apnea, okay, um, lack of breathing, but also some snoring as well. Yeah. Um, so just wondering in terms of that, whether her her bed buddy has noticed any of these uh, features. No, so her, to quote you, bed buddy has not noticed any abnormalities. In fact, he probably snores a little bit and she okay. she's complaining about it. He's in the room actually and she's just oh. whacking him on the side of the head um, lovingly but also a bit too hard. So you feel yeah, like oh, there's... one of those. Yeah, a bit of that. <laughs> that's true yeah. um does she experience any daytime sleepiness which is another thing with the osa uh not like sleepiness she is like yeah she just feels really tired and like low tired. functioning yeah yeah fair enough fair enough um and and i just wanted to ask uh just i guess in her words what impact if any is this having on her daily life uh so she works as a Oh, I had it written down. Where is it? Sorry. She's a school lunch lady and sometimes it's a lot of time on your feet and mm. she's, yeah, just by the end of the day, she's completely wiped out yeah, and she, yeah. it means that she doesn't have much energy to go trapezing and stuff yeah. anymore. Um, so yeah, no. really she's had to cut out all of the things she likes doing. Right. Okay. Um, no, yeah. Enough. Um, and in terms of her, just in a general sort of functional sense, uh, is she independent or how independent is she with her activities of daily living? And what is the impact of fatigue on those? Yeah, so she's still independent yeah. in all her activities. Um, mm. It's just, yeah, she just feels really tired and terrible. Sure, sure. Um, just thinking about depression now and other psychiatric causes, has there been mm. any sort of changes to her mood, especially sort of a depressed mood? at all yeah she says maybe yeah that's probably fair to say she's been a okay. little bit down right and in terms of uh sort of moving th uh, through the cardinal features of diagnosing uh depression has she experienced you know i guess any lack of interest in activities that would usually help her or feelings of guilt changes in her appetite obviously the energy changes there as well mm. um, but any of those sort of symptoms well she's definitely lost her appetite Okay. Um, she's definitely got low energy yeah. and she used to be a big foodie, um, but she doesn't really do much of that anymore. Um, and she says it makes her feel sick and, um, with her constipation, she's been avoiding eating. Oh, okay. Well, that's come literally onto my next thing <laughs> is that, could you tell me a little bit about her diet? Uh, just in terms of a red meat intake, just thinking about anemia as well, which could be a cause for, uh, for, mm. uh, well, her husband really likes meat, so most of her cooking is, like, meat-dominant. So she definitely gets enough red meat, and she, but she always makes a salad and stuff. So she does eat a lot of leafy veggies, and, yeah, so she does get a good mix of nutrients. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, right. Um, so that's sort of making me think that anemia, in terms of micronutrient deficient anemia, is sort of going down, but something I don't want to rule out yet. Uh, now, she, I was next going to ask about her bowel motions. Has mm. there been any changes to her bowel motions, whether in terms of consistency, frequency, or she's seen any mucus or blood in her bowel? Yeah, motions? good. All good questions. Um, she's definitely been more constipated. Okay. Um, and but there hasn't been any blood or mucus in the stools. Okay. And how long has this constipation been going on for? Oh, I reckon like about six months. Okay, six months. Okay. Um, and um, are there periods of sort of, obviously, you said constipation. So how often did she used to go and how often is she going now? Yeah, um, she used to go probably once a day. Okay. Now she goes once every day two or three days okay so that's the, quite a marked sort of decrease yeah, the, in our output it's quite dry as well when it okay, comes out right. very hard sure has there been any sort of interchanging periods with diarrhea at all or is it just no constipation never diarrhea yeah okay has she noticed any changes in her urine uh whether it's frequency urgency nocturia dysuria just thinking about i guess infective symptoms that could be causing some sort of chronic fatigue yeah, no UTI symptoms, no frequency, urgency, nocturia, dysuria. All right. Um, and just thinking, so so the reason why I really went into the bowel is sort of thinking about malignancies as well and paired with the appetite and the fatigue. Um, just in terms of down that line of malignancy, to ask about constitutional symptoms, has she experienced any fevers, weight loss, night sweats, night sweats in addition to the loss of appetite? Yeah, so no fevers. Um, yeah. She's definitely been eating less, like we talked about with pantry yeah. depression. Um, what was the other things you uh, asked? Sorry, uh, night sweats and loss of weight? No, so no night sweats or fever. Um, yeah. A little bit of loss of weight, um, okay. two kilos across this four months. Okay. And would you say that's unintentional? Yeah, she was not trying to do that. Okay, yeah. So unintentional weight loss obviously raises some red flags, especially with her picture and her age about some sort of malignancy. So we'll keep that in mind. Mm. Um, just want to think in terms of sort of any cardiac dysfunction, uh, any issues with shortness of breath, chest pain or pitting edema in the peripheral, in the peripheries? No, none of that. Okay. Any uh, history of sort of having heart issues, whether it's a heart attack or any stenting? Um, no. Okay. Um, and in terms of just her menstrual history, um, is she in menopause or is she still having periods? Yeah, she's still, oh no, sorry. She's still having her periods. She's still having periods. Okay. And have there been any sort of irregularities, whether in terms of patterns or frequency or volume of these? Uh, they haven't changed. Okay. So. All right. And she, but so, so in her mind, whatever normal means, she's still having normal periods yes. for herself. Okay. So sort of like that. Uh, obviously, heavy menstrual bleeding is obviously uh, a worry whether they're getting anemic and that would contribute to fatigue as well. Um, and that would maybe also point towards malignancy, so something to always ask about. Um, in terms of her uh, age, I noticed that she's 51. Has she had a mammogram or any breast cancer screening at all? Uh, yeah, she participates in the breast cancer okay. screening. And any abnormalities detected? No. Okay. And what about cervical screening? I know that usually you get it every five years between the ages of 25 to 74. Yeah. So wondering about that. Uh, she hasn't done one for about a decade, she reckons, but okay. she she used to do it okay. um, and it was fine back then. Right. Uh, so on the back of that, 
Uh, have there been sort of any things like postcoital bleeding or intermenstrual bleeding? And no. Just, okay. All right. So just thinking about cervical cancer uh, findings there. All right. In terms of a past medical history, any significant uh, health conditions? Yes. Uh, she's had osteoarthritis for five years. Okay. That's the only thing there? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Bloody fabulous that she's been a trapezius and an yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's mad stuff. Uh, is she on any medication for the osteoarthritis? Actually, just osteoarthritis in her um, toe joint. Are you sure that's not gout? <laughs> no, I'm just joking around. Okay. Uh, what, what did you say? Uh, that... Any any medication for the osteoarthritis? With um, yeah. or pain relief? Yeah, she takes diclofenac and paracetamol. Um, and actually, she takes Senna occasionally for the uh, constipation. Okay. And paracetamol. Okay. And how long has she been on the diclofenac for? Sort of what doses does she take? Like four years. Okay. Um, and a decent amount, I'd say. She ta- She says, quote, I take a few tablets a okay. day. Okay. So that's sort of getting me worried because I know diclofenac, if I is it an NSAID? I feel like it's an NSAID. Um, so I'm worried about peptic ulcers and sort of some, some sort of sort of bleeding there as well. Uh, has she had any reflux symptoms at all? Um, what are reflux symptoms? Ah, uh, what are reflux symptoms? <laughs> uh, sort of heartburn, you know, burps, um, yeah. feeling like the tsunami of spice and curry powder is trying to escape from the stomach. Up into the oh, did she go to Malu Malu? Well, that's why she's here. <laughs> Yeah, we get a lot of referrals from Malu Malu. Very <laughs> <laughs> heart attack, but they just, <laughs> yeah. just tend to be just, just gone. You should set up a screening program in Malu Malu. Yeah, just the urea Brit this. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what did you ask again? Oh, uh, any reflux? Sometimes. Um, no reflux. No. Okay. All right. Um, so just keeping that in mind there. Uh, any family history of any significant medical conditions, especially malignancies? Yeah, so mum had, quote, some kind of cancer. Yeah. Dad had diabetes and the sisters all have thyroid conditions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, in terms of thyroid conditions, uh, any sort of obvious signs of hyperthyroidism uh, with her, especially given the weight loss and the appetite changes, uh-huh. whether this is heat intolerance, um, you know, or markings on her skin or any changes to her vision. She reckons she gets cold quite easily. Um, okay. But that's, yeah, that's about it. She hasn't had okay. changes to her period, but she has had the weight yep. loss you yep. talked okay. about. She gets cold quite easily, okay. Um, in terms of smoking alcohol and drugs, any of those? Smoking alcohol and drugs, okay. So... Um, yeah, so she's smoked for like 20 years, yeah. a pack, uh, two packs a week. Yeah. Alcohol, she has like a glass of wine a day. Mm-hmm. And what was the other one? Uh, drugs, please. No recreational drugs. Okay. All right. Uh, and in terms of social history, we mentioned that she lives with her husband. Uh, he likes meat and he's a snorer. Uh, she works as a lunch lady. Uh, she can't do the trapezium geometry and mm. um, and uh, obviously the netball as well. Mm. Uh, but is she reasonably sort of connected to a community? She feels well supported, or 
Yeah, she's actually like a little bit stressed um, because yeah. so her mum's moved in with them because she has mild dementia and a colostomy since she was 40. Oh, okay. Okay. So um, she's been a bit, it's a bit stressful, like looking after the mum's colostomy bag and like her dementia and stuff. Wow, so, that's, yeah. she's got a lot on her plate. Yeah. For someone who's not interested in food at the moment. Um, <laughs> that's fair enough. Uh, just for a bit of completeness, any allergies? And is she up to date with vaccinations? Um, No allergies. Yeah. Mm, she doesn't believe in vaccinations. Outstanding. I knew, as soon as I saw, I knew that you were going to say that. Okay. Yes. All right. So I guess after that history, Kevin, before I move on to exams, I just want to refine my diagnoses. Uh, not really ruled anything out, except uh, maybe sleep disorders move slightly further down. Um, given that there's no sort of cardinal features of the OSA situation. Um, uh, I am worried about malignancy. I'm worried about anemia as well. And there could be an interplay of those uh, together. There might also be some depression, given you know all the stresses that she's under. And there's been a huge change to her life. And um, she had some of the cardinal symptoms there as well. Um, and I'm not fully ruled out endocrine causes as well, given the family history of thyroid. Uh, as well as her having some cold intolerance. So I'd like to move on to examination, if that's okay. Um, so on general inspection, how does Rosemary seem? Does she seem well, unwell, alert to time, place, person? Yeah, so we've got a thin, tired-looking woman with bags under her eyes. Yeah. Um, so she doesn't look great. Um, yeah. yeah, her work of yeah. breathing's normal. She's okay. reasonably well-coloured. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, could I have some vital signs, please? Just looking for hemodynamic stability. Yeah. So heart rate's 56, respiratory yeah. rate's 14, blood pressure's 124 over 80, mm -hmm. her temperature is 37.8, and her mm -hmm. SATs are 98. Okay. So the heart rate is a little bit low there. Mm. Um, 56. Is that a regular 56 or an irregular 56? No, nah, it's regular. Okay. And I'm thinking hypothyroidism just with the cold picture she was um i mean you can be bradycardic i think i'm not quite sure i'm just going to consider that anyway uh do we have a bmi for her by any chance yeah she's 21 okay all right um and just checking she's lost two kilos in the last four months unintentionally. Yes. yeah okay all right uh can we do a cardiovascular exam just listening for heart sounds but also looking for any signs of anemia where there's a pale pallor creases conjunctival pallor uh, I guess dry mucous membranes in terms of that sense. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, she she appears normal on cardio exam. Okay, normal. Um, and in terms of the respiratory exam, just looking for respiratory effort. Obviously, you said no real work of breathing, but just mm. listening to the chest, looking for chest expansion, any dullness on palpation, just thinking any focuses of infection or malignancy there. No, yeah, that was fully normal. Okay. And in the thyroid exam, just looking for just gross anatomy as well as any nodules or any tenderness, any brewery of the thyroid? Yeah, all normal. Normal, okay. Uh, can we move on to an abdominal exam? Just looking for, obviously, inspection, looking for distension, uh, but also any signs of peritonism or any tenderness, any ma masses at all? Yeah, yeah nothing, nothing. Oh, my goodness. Okay, <laughs> this is not good. Um, all right. Can we please get a mental state exam? Yeah. So she appears she's wearing lackluster clothes and has a dull complexion. Uh, her back. <laughs> Imagine being told you have a dull complexion. I don't I'll even know. Lackluster. <laughs> it means you've tried. It's just so average. <laughs> oh, 
Um, in terms of behavior, she has a downcast expression. And in her speech, she has a subdued voice. Her affect is somewhat depressed. Yep. Her thoughts is linear and well-connected. Her perception's fine. Her insight's fine. And okay. her cognition is 27 out of 30 on sure. an MMSC. And just in terms of the depression, um, just something else. Can we just maybe do a risk assessment? Probably part of the history, but looking for any suicidal ideation, thoughts of self-harm? Yeah, so no, nothing notable on the risk assessment. Okay, all right. Um, and any sort of, just in terms of a neurological exam, just looking for any uh, muscle weakness, wasting, uh, any signs of an upper motor neuron disease? Mm, no. Okay. Yeah, look, I have no idea what's going on. Um, yeah, just going to charge on. This is embarrassing because it's being... No, nah, this is a difficult case. Um, yeah. No doubt. Um, all right. I just want to, nothing of that has helped any of my differentials. Um, I am, you know, the main thing is the, the general inspection uh, and, and, and obviously the mental state exam. I'm a little bit worried about a uh, depressive element, whether this is the only reason or whether this is an accompanying reason. I feel like we're, we're soon to find out. Um, the constipation could also play into a hypothyroid picture now that I think about it as well. Um, but let's... Uh, Let's move on. Okay. Um, investigations, please. Could we start off with a full blood evaluation looking for anemia or any signs of infection? Yeah. So an FBE, she's slightly anemic. Yeah. Um, an infection, no white cell race. Okay. Um, and since that she's anemic, can I please do some iron studies, uh, mainly focusing on ferritin, but as well as B12 and folate levels, please? Yeah. Low ferritin, B12 and folate are fine. Okay, so this is pointing me to an iron deficiency anemia. Um, so this is what I feared all along, is the fact that this is a multifactorial fatigue. So there could be some psych psych psychiatric reasons, but also some organic reasons as well. Could I please uh, have her UEC, uh, especially looking at an electrolyte derangement, but also her kidney function as well? Yeah, her UEC was within normal ranges. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, and I'm guessing the CRP, there was no inflammatory markers raised given yep. the white cell count was normal. All right. Can we do some thyroid function tests since I've now put hypothyroid into my head? <laughs> um, yeah, that's fine. Ah, it was a very, very <laughs> long I knew it. Can we have a glucose or uh, HbA1c? Nice. Yeah, uh, they are both fine. All right. And a urine dipstick, just still looking for, I guess, any infection. Um, yeah, uh, nothing on the urine dipstick. Okay. Uh, protein or blood either? No. Okay, all right. Um, since I had sort of uh, chronic liver disease, but also thinking about that as a cause of fatigue, whatever, can I have some LFTs, please? Yeah, they're normal. Of course. Uh, echo, looking for cardiac dysfunction, probably be normal. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know that vitamin D can cause sort of anemia and fatigue. So, any vitamin D deficiency? No, nah, she's good. Okay. Um, all right. Is there any chance? Okay, I, if we can, are we in a clinic that can do some some other imaging as well, or do I need to transfer to the hospital and continue? You can organize referrals. Thank you. you. Thank yeah. you. Um, mate, can we get a referral, uh, please? For a, um, I'm a little bit worried about a malignancy here. Right. Um, especially in the picture of a of an anemia, mm. um, and, and just a general and the family history of cancer, as well. Um, so could we potentially have a gastroscopy? B 
because the, I'm worried about upper GI sort of stuff with the diclofenac, but also a colonoscopy as well. Looking Ooh, for any, you really yeah, the double. You want to punish her? The double. Man, I want to save this lady's life. <laughs> Let's do the double. Simultaneously? Oh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Well, she is a trapeziest. <laughs> Oh, this poor woman. Um, yeah, so the gastroscopy was fine. Yeah. But... I suspected that. Yeah. The colonoscopy, they find a descending colon neoplasm that is restricted to the lumen. <laughs> I'm glad that's your reaction when your patient gets a cancer diagnosis. No, it's, it's a weird sort of balance where you're like, I feel sorry for the patient, but I'm glad I worked out what it might be. Okay, so I'm happy to move on to management. Okay. That's okay. Um, yeah, so the first thing is to explain to this lady. Um, oh, can I get a CT abdo pelvis? Yeah. As well as a CT chest, just looking for metastases. Given oh, good. Like, yeah, no yeah. metastases. Okay, all right. Um, okay, so I would explain to Rosemary. Um, obviously, I'd want to ensure, first of all, if she bought in her supportive partner, if he's supportive <laughs> or not, but explain to her that we have found a, uh, I guess, a cancer. Or some malignancy of some sort in her colon um and uh that's possibly the reason why um she's uh been anemic uh but she's also been sort of i guess feeling fatigue both as a result of the fact that she has cancer but also the side effects of being anemic um so i would admit her to hospital under the surgical team um and in terms of, I guess, my management, um, the first thing that we need to think about is what we're going to do for the cancer. So obviously the surgical team can guide us whether it needs to be resected and involving oncology as well for adjuvant therapy or neoadjuvant therapy. I think the iron deficiency anemia is something that needs to be addressed. Um, so based on you know the state of her gut and whether she can absorb either by oral supplementation or IV supplementation just to knock her up, uh, get those levels up. Um, I guess um, I'm still concerned about her depression. So getting the psych team or psychologist input as well, um, not only sort of to, to, to appraise what's happened all, all, already, but mm. given this diagnosis now, um, to put some psychological supports around her as well. Um, I guess involving off the back of the cancer diagnosis and treatment coming up involving allied health, mm. uh, such as maybe... Stoma nurses if required, but also dietitians, OT, PT as well. Um, and yeah, I guess sort of moving forward or in the long term, um, the fact that she hasn't had a CST in about 10 years uh, is a bit of a concern for me. So organizing that opportunistically, obviously she has a lot of uh, bigger, bigger issues at hand at the moment. Uh, and maybe getting some supports and we can get the social worker involved to understand how we can better support Rosemary, especially in the care of herself, but also her mum as well, um, and seeing if we can get some cares to help mum around, so to ease uh, Rosemary's burden. Mm. Um, and that would sort of be my approach to this case. It's a very complex okay. case. Woo! <laughs> well done. Um, very good. Very hard for me. I, whenever I write my cases, I try to make it until the very end. It's possible to have like four different. Oh, that's how it should be. That's yeah. how it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I actually did a few sneaky things that I want to like get credit for. So we'll talk sure. about them as we go through. Sure. Um, okay. So let's start off with your approach. So differentials, DDX of fatigue. So 
Malignancy, great. You have that top of the list, of course. So we're thinking like bowel, breast, um, what else? It de- obviously depends on the history, but mm. those and all the gyny ones as well. Yeah, I was thinking sort of the endometrial and yep. that sort of stuff as well. Yeah. Um, so then we got anemia. So I always use that surgical sieve yes. way that I never know all the letters for. <laughs> but anyway, the way I think about it, so vascular. I include anemia in vascular, mm. um, which is a bit dodgy, but whatever. Um, so anemia, and like you said, it can be nutritional or it can be iron deficiency. And if it's mm. iron deficiency, is there a bleed like in a malignancy yeah. or is it yeah. period related? Yeah. Um, good. So always you, thinking with iron deficiency, input issue, absorptive issue, output issue. So that's Yeah, nice. nice. Very good. Very good. Um, so infection, inflammatory, so an acute or chronic infection. Um, four months, probably not an acute infection yep. in this case. Chronic, so all these chronic diseases, so like chronic kidney disease, mm. um, fatigue is like, you know, an important symptom for that, so, yep. as well as liver disease, so like hep C or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were justified in checking those systems. So you talked about that. Um, traumatic, I don't, can't think of anything like that works. Autoimmune. So there's lots of them, like fatigue is an autoimmune symptom as well. So it could really be any autoimmune condition. <laughs> Which is why I didn't go down there because <laughs> I, I don't know enough autoimmune Yeah, right. Yeah, um, yeah. I think you did consider IBD. Oh, yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was good. Um, metabolic, so yeah, against CKD, CLD. Um, what else we got? Neoplastic you talked about. What else did you mention? OSA, huge. Mm. Yeah. I think the case last year for the MD3s it was, was OSA. It was OSA. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So know that stop bang criteria well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you interviewed really well for uh, OSA. You were clearly at the start trying to nut that out mm. and you excluded it well. Um do you have anything to say about that? Or? No, no, thank no. you. <laughs> yeah. uh, you look so as if you're giving me a pregnant look as if you were wow. ready to... <laughs> ready I thought to I'd been working on myself, but obviously not. <laughs> um, and then endocrine good. Oh, I don't know if that was in your... Oh, no, it was. You said diabetes. I had diabetes, Cushing's thyroid, which yeah, I always okay. put down for... Yeah, good. <laughs> so, yeah, I think... And then obviously psychiatric mm. stuff... So, yeah, you had a very good uh, systems-based, like, differential list. Um, I can't think of anything huge you missed other than, like, the random niche autoimmune ones, mm. um, which you can just generally kind of screen for by asking about joint pain, I think. Oh, yeah. That's a good so point. So you could always just, I don't know. Anyway, moving on. HOPC. So, yeah, you kind of clarified what the fatigue was. The big thing is the quality. So, like, how is it? it's affecting a day-to-day which you did um like you said um to differentiate from just like a normal like mm. change in capability as you age um <clears throat> men okay so it's good you did the menstrual history really important mm. um for women but especially for this presenting complaint yeah. um i think I think the degree of detail you went to is definitely fine for this, um, mm. but I think maybe just if we're getting marked on it, just, mm. just you know, just do the full thing. Like, yep. you know, are you regular? How many days? How many yep. days you bleed for? Do you think you bleed heavily? What are you doing? Yeah. Definitely. So, like, yeah. yeah, I think I know. But what you asked was the only important part, right? Mm. Like, has there been a change? Yep. Um, so I think that was fine. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been, I don't know if there's really an indication to do an obstetric history, but maybe you could have just uh, like done the tokenistic or what yeah. do you think? I actually don't I know. Think, I think the only, I honestly did not think about it and I mm. should have. Thinking now in terms of endometrial cancer and obviously nulliparity is a risk mm. for that mm. because of the unopposed estrogen sort of exposure. Mm. That would be the only reason I would have asked for it. Yeah. But definitely, I don't think it would be uh, out of place just to ask a uh, sort of throwaway question about yeah, yeah. children and that sort just of Just to stuff. show you've like thought about it maybe. Yeah. Um, getting to your review of systems, good psychiatric, you went through the – depression thing those so this is kind of where i was getting a bit sneaky because i gave her a lot of depression symptoms and to be honest i think she this is a tricky thing like i think she does have a diagnosis of depression mm. but i know there's that thing of like it's you can't really diagnose it if it's due to an organic disease organic, yeah, yeah, yeah but i think you can still treat the, like because i got this original i augmented an original case from like this 100 cases in GP yep. textbook, yep. and they gave her a dual diagnosis of mm. depression mm. and mm. the bowel cancer. So yep. I think, yeah, like you, oh, it's, it's so dodgy. Psych is a bit, because um, I think technically you can't be like, this is depression, but yeah. you can still treat her with an antidepressant, I mm. think. Um, anyway, GI was good, systemic symptoms was good, urinary symptoms good, thyroid good. Did you ask about diabetes symptoms um i asked if she had a history of diabetes but okay. i didn't ask about the polydipsia phage yeah okay stuff like that. so yeah. maybe and, and then Definitely. the room stuff if mm. you wanted to um the other one i threw in just to kind of fuck with you but you didn't ask about it was so like chronic liver disease she got a tattoo of shrek in bali oh. two months ago <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Like an acute hepatitis or something. Like, yeah, like she's developed. Yeah, yeah, either kind of thing, like a hep C situation. Um, So that could have been a differential, but it's kind of hard to elicit because she's not presenting with jaundice or anything. So it's kind of a very specific question to ask if she's had Mm. tattoos, but I don't know. Um, I'm just being real nitpicky. I think overall it was good. now, getting to her personal history, you asked about cervical cancer screening, but you didn't yes. ask about bowel cancer screening. I was um, so... I know. For, you know what? For some reason in my mind, mm. all the men, I always ask about prostate. Yeah. And bowel for some yeah. reason. And I never ask women and, and then the yeah. breast and the cervical, but I should have asked. Yeah, yeah. So just remember the fob yeah. test. Yeah. Um, other than that, okay, and this is like the sneaky little like thing I did. Um, so you know, in her family history, she's like, mum has some kind of cancer. Yeah. And then later on in the social history, I'm like, oh, she's stressed. Wait, her mum. <laughs> she's stressed because she's living her mom with her yes. mum who has a colostomy bag. Oh. So that was a little like, oh, okay. like background. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's hard in the moment because you've got all these. I actually separate... wrote down mum cancer RIP. <laughs> <laughs> Shows how often. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so her mum had bowel cancer. That was good. That was um, good. And I actually said she's had the colostomy bag since she was 40. So mm. I don't know how much study you've done on the GP screening stuff recently, but mm. if you're. 
if you have a family, if you have a close relative that received a diagnosis of bowel cancer before the age of 50, you're like high risk for bowel cancer. So she's not in the normal risk bracket. She's in the high risk bracket. That's Um, good to know. Yeah. So, yeah, very kind of esoteric, (laughs) but but it was there. It was there. so examination, vitals, general inspect, anthropomorphic, thyroid, cardio, abdo, MSE. I've got an ENT exam here in case for like an acute viral illness, but just had it for four months. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just checking like lymph nodes, but yep. mm, I don't know. Um, I think the other thing you can do for depression is have you – do you remember the K10 thing from when yes. you were on – Yeah, so that's, that's probably right. a good one to do. So okay. she scored – 29 i just to remind you the scoring so it's yeah, 10 questions scored from one to five mm-hmm. um and so a, a max score you can get is 50 which is like yeah. you are definitely depressed Help. and zero is your chill yeah yeah exactly yeah. so they're kind of stratified you can look up the stratifications but she was kind of like in the moderate like moderate, moderate okay. range mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. her mse was pretty consistent with mm-hmm. um, like mild depression um investigations so you did the glucose i think yeah which is good to rule out diabetes on your bloods you did the thyroid good fbe found the anemia followed further to see it was iron deficient anemia which is good um another little fuckery thing i did is so her crp was normal but her esr was actually raised but you didn't ask for the esr so she has yeah so she has like chronic Yep. inflammation yep. um which can happen in a malignancy mm. um i think that was the only blood you missed though yeah and then so the way i usually do investigations is bedside bloods, bloods yuck stuff and then imaging so yuck stuff is urine stools and sputum oh, um okay. so the yuck stuff like because in the history if you'd noticed she hadn't been doing her bowel screening oh, could um you could have done a fob t but technically it, like so that's the like level one but then if you're like hitting that level two you know that she actually qualifies straight away for a colonoscopy because she's yeah. in the high risk yeah, yeah so yeah. but i think either is a good answer so yeah. you went and you kind of did so that I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you just yeah you just transcended it um Went straight to the colonoscopy and gave her a free gastroscopy. I was just worried about that diclofenac. You know? That's what I was worried about. Yeah. Um, I think we need to review the indications for gastroscopy. Yeah. I think they need to have at least one symptom that's... Yeah, there was no need for it. <laughs> like, yeah, kind of refluxy symptom or... Yeah, yeah. yeah. but mm. um, nah, like, you know, I guess it's better... To over investigate, is it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, management. So, yeah, it sounded like you were going through the Rapriop GP thing as well, which is good. Um, so in terms of reassure and explain, like book her a long appointment, tell her the diagnosis, and tell her. I don't know if you need to tell her it's not her fault and it's like a family thing, but. Yeah. yeah, I see. I find it. I always find it like hard as to how much the GP would actually tell. Yeah, because I feel like they deliver it, and then like they'd refer, and then obviously she goes to the oncologist or yes. whoever, 
and then they'd have more like wisdom mm. with that sort of stuff. True, um, true, but true. But it's a good point to put on like not her fault. Yeah. So in terms of the prescribed element, so the oral iron was good for the anemia. Mm. Um, consider antidepressant as well, which you mm. I, I don't I think you went more down the psych route, which yeah, is good. Yeah, I went sort of psychotherapy as sort of. Your I think first that's line. correct. Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. better. But mm. I don't know. You can just tokenistically mention that when yep. you're talking about the depression. Mm. And then in refer, so yep, psych for potential CBT. Um, and then I was actually going to ask you, because I'm not sure, do you refer them to the an oncologist or a colorectal surgeon or both? Like how does that work? I sort of said both Yeah, I wasn't quite sure. I feel like it would probably be the oncologist. Yeah. And then they'd sort of get colorectal involved. Yeah, that's what I was um, thinking. Because once you go oncologist, then you get – pathologist radiologist surgeons and mm. the oncologist involved mm. yeah um, so i guess i just handed over to that's yeah. why i copped out and said surge slash yeah just name drop both of them <laughs> yeah. um investigations we've kind of already done observe and follow up so i think the big one which you essentially said in so many words but the thing to mention is the team care arrangement the tca so now mm. they've got a diagnosis of a chronic condition they qualify for a tca and all like the medicare um oh, like question. items associated yep. with that to help with their care yep. so yeah um this gp would organize a tca and yep. yeah just organize those follow-up appointments and keep an eye on them yeah and then i think you did talk a little bit about the long-term stuff as well so yes. the, yeah the csts is really good the cervical screening tests mm. um the carer support was really good i didn't even think about that um, yeah, so she definitely. Well, I thought, thought her mum had initially died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a cough. There's a bit of a mess on that. Um, so that's a really good one. Um, they would love that in the exam. Um, I think the other one is like, it's so like not an acute issue, but you could in the future think about encouraging her to get vaxes done, especially if she's going to become immunosuppressed if they do a bit of chemo on, like as part of a cancer treatment. So that I think that's true. important. And yeah, so the motivational interviewing regarding vaccinations as well as the smoking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as yeah, just so not the main problem right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that, that was, was a, a meaty case. We've had two meaty cases today. So but they're really like, good cases because I feel like, like you said, I think also with the other one, probably revealed itself a bit earlier. But this mm. one, like, it could be any of those, mm. possibly besides the sleep disorder from early mm. on until like, quite late. So mm. that was good, mate. Mm. I feel uh, I feel marginally prepared for the exam. <laughs> Two times zero is still zero. So. That's the goal. That's the goal of meaty medicine, always feeling marginally prepared for That's the it. exam. We don't want you to go and act Billy Big Bollocks in the hospital. <laughs> we just want you to think about what the things could be. That's what yeah, we yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, Excellent. Wow, what a marathon. I am so tired. That's, I think I need a nap. Yeah. I've actually been meaning to go to Woolies for the, like, the last hour with, with the housemates, but I've just been pushing it back. <laughs> <laughs> My rosemary can't go to the circus. I so, love a good yeah, Woolies so. trip. Hang on. Wait, you go to – do you mean Coles or Woolies? Hang on. No, Woolies is the Ballarat one, isn't it? It's a yes, Woolies. Yes, that's right. Oh, I'm such oh, a Coles. How, oh, how quickly you've fallen. <laughs> you forgot, baby. Oh, no, I have been going to Coles when I was in Melbourne. 
It's yeah, good I'm such a Coles man. I'm such a whore for the stickers, the discount stickers. I get a dopamine hit every time I see them. And then I feel betrayed when I look closer and it's like a five cent discount. Yeah, but I'm yeah. still getting that hit. So intense. Yeah. Those guys are evil, the marketing team in Coles. They know how I actually to... got got shares of British tobacco. I think they sort of use the same... No, they don't, Kevin. Oh! <laughs> in terms of the hit that you get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, um, okay, we're just sort of genuinely scared for a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that's so All good. All right, mate. Well, we better mate. head off with our Sundays, but this is Yeah, fantastic. absolute pleasure. That was so always. meaty. Um, always. As, as always, we should do this more often. <laughs> But I'm sure I'll see you like at the start of. Well, next- look. To be honest, I think God willing, we pass this, these exams and we go mm. to MD four. Mm. I think I think it's going to be a real cool way because we can start talking about that transition. So yeah. we can do a few of these and talk about cool cases, mm. uh, but also talk about that transition and maybe bring other MD fours on to talk about their journey through medicine Ooh. and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But once again, I just don't want to promise anything because chances are I'll just see you at graduation. Um, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, mate, no, this has been fun. Thank you for helping me. And uh, to all the listeners out there, thank you for listening to us. And uh, we'll see you in 2024. Thanks for the love and thanks for the learning. See you soon.